You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, and your alignment with your source. When we feel good, we give the universe an opportunity with our point of attraction to receive even more good. We celebrate who you really are and who you're becoming. Welcome, everyone. You have landed. And a new edition of Everyday Attraction with your feel-good sisters, Ray. And Heather. And we're so excited that you are with us this beautiful, gorgeous, co-creative day where we talk about all things leading edge. You know what? This this is a leading edge show. I got to tell you. You know, you might think you know Law of Attraction, but until you hear this show, <laughs> right? You might not. <laughs> we love to study the latest, greatest, leading-edge information about what the heck Law of Attraction is and why we care. We also love, love, love to study our favorite channel teachers, Abraham Hicks, abraham-hicks.com, many, 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 many of you know. And so we welcome you to the show today. The topic of today's show, which I think is one of those, again, such a key, key component in understanding this very evolved, very beautiful orchestration of Law of Attraction is the power and the beauty and the importance of contrast. Now, when we talk about contrast, that's kind of our code word for when things go very, very wrong or things go wrong or things kind of don't go right. Or how do you explain contrast? Because I know that's a word we use a lot. And for someone maybe who are, who is new, Heather, how do you explain contrast? I, I say when the S hits the fan. There you go. <laughs> that's the highly technical turn. <laughs> I always use the visceral um you know, feelings, because people know what that feels like. When the, it's like that boom. Yes. <laughs> In your body, you can feel it, you know? You can feel it. Now, I know many of us came to the Law of Attraction, were propelled to come to this understanding because we wanted to get contrast out of our lives. We wanted things to go better, easier. And that's kind of part of it. But what we really want to talk about on today's show is the fact that contrast, and we kind of, we talked about this a little bit last week, is key, is key to your co-creative, expansive, gorgeous, delicious relationship with Source. Contrast will never, ever go away. So relax. Take your, you know, get that hook off of your back that, oh, no, things are still going wrong. What am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Things are always going to go a little wonky. This is part of being on planet Earth. You chose to be, listen, don't don't blame us. <laughs> you chose to be on the leading edge, to be in this place where you know what you don't want through the contrast, through the hmm, hitting the fan, so that you get clarity on what you do want. But the key to this, the key to having a delicious contrast experience is to know what to do with it. Don't you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, 
the one of the keys is to know what to do with it. I, for me, the key is how to handle my emotions around all of it. Yes. Um, and I think because I grew up in a dysfunctional family, which come to find out most of us do. <laughs> I thought at the time, as a little kid, I thought I was the only one. Um, but I really learned how to turn my emotions off. And so when people would say, well, how do you feel about this? And what do you feel about that? And I was like, what does feelings have to do with anything? Like, that's ridiculous. Now that I understand the value of the feeling and the emotion, I I think that's why I delved into this work so much because I want to know more than what it feels like in your body, what's the value of that feeling, you know? Yes. And how do you use this beautiful um, emotional guidance system, which these teachers, Abraham teachers have given us to understand where you are on the map of where you are and where you want to be. It really is a GPS system for us on the spiritual path, because when you know what your emotions are doing, then you're able to guide yourself, not battle ram yourself, not beat yourself up, not judge yourself, but just guide yourself into a better feeling place so that source can deliver what it is that you're asking. But we really want to talk about this, this creative process. And we're going to listen to uh, a track today that, that specifically talks about the nature of contrast so that we can all relax a little bit when things go wrong and stop questioning ourselves and our own legitimacy and our own, am I doing it right? Just kind of let go of all that and see that the contrast is always serving us. And that's something that Jerry always talked about. And I love that he was so clear about, hey, there's a pony in there somewhere. But if you're so caught up in the situation and you're telling just the story of the situation, you're never going to get to that point of really being at the vibration of the solution, which is very different than the vibration of the problem. They're two different camps. They're two different fields of play. And Mm -hmm. so, but we also, I know there was a period of time with the law of attraction work that there was a, there was kind of this idea of avoiding the contrast or avoiding the emotions. And, you know, a lot of people would complain, well, that's not authentic and that's not real. And agreed, you know, you do want to know where you are. You do want to face the situation. You don't want to run from it. You don't want to put a happy face sticker on it, right? But yeah. But a lot of us are pitching a tent in right. the problem and calling it law of attraction not working because, you know, we've pitched a tent. Right. Which never works. Which yeah. Work. Well, because if, if we pitch a tent, we just keep getting more of the same and then we feel like a broken record. And then we but complain it, that it doesn't work. Right. And but yet knowing where you are is imperative because just like a GPS, you can't actually get directions to a place until you put your A point A in not just your point B where you're going, but your point A where you're starting from. (laughs) Exactly. It's so much a fundamental part of the science of this work, this soulful science. Um, where we stop and say, I got to know where I am. But I want to bring in the 80-20 rule, which I really love for business, for a lot of things. There's something magical about this 80-20 idea that, you know, initially, maybe you spend 20% of the time looking at the problem, analyzing it, getting detailed about it, figuring out what's, you know, what it is that's bothering you. And and eventually, as you get more primed in this work, you're going to spend less and less time in the problem, you're going to get down to like 10, 5, 2%, because you'll know better that once you've gotten the clarity on the problem, now it's time to move to the solution camp. And the only way you can move to the solution camp is to feel better. And, and maybe sometimes you can try and feel better about the situation. But most 
of the time you're going to have to pull your attention somewhere else. You're going to have to focus on something that's not contrasty, move your vibration up, and then put your attention on the situation again to sort of see what solutions are happening. But But part of it is loving this process, like Mm -hmm. loving the journey. And instead of, and I've heard you say this a number of times, Heather, and I love about it, is instead of, oh my God, what has happened? You say, isn't this interesting? I mean, even even when like big poopy hits the fan. (laughs) Well, and you know, for me, I don't think there is big poopy anymore because... It's all just the way we look at it. It's only big if in our minds we make it big. And yes. it can be hand, hand, handable, <laughs> doable if we allow it to be. So really it all comes down to perspective too. That's true. The perception of it is it was really important. Uh, it's a castle button scenario. Again, is how, how much are we seeing this? Um, how big are we blowing it up? How important is it becoming? Um, you had turned me on this week. I wanted to talk about this a little bit too. The fact that Hay House uh, had, and if any of you guys don't know Hay House Radio, that's a really amazing um, resource. But Hay House was doing some sort of special thing where they were releasing certain videos for free for a period of time. And one of them was the co-creating at its best conversation with uh, Esther Hicks, Channeling Abraham, and Wayne Dyer. And it was a, it was a big deal. It was I remember. I was like, did you go? I can't remember. No, no, I actually wanted to go. And when I went to go buy a ticket, it was sold out. It sold out so fast. Oh, yeah. So it's like an hour, almost two hours. And so it's available online. If you search around Hay House, you'll see it's co-creating at its best. It's available for free for like another week or something. And um, so I watched it. Heather turned it on to me. And I was I was really kind of amazed at how it ended up being sort of a Wayne Dyer therapy session, which was really interesting. Not what I expected, but it ended up being very therapeutic for him um, and kind of delving into his personal life and some of the issues that he was working with. And uh, I'm always so blown away at how beautiful these ghosts are. Gosh, they do so well. I mean, just everything that he was kind of getting into the weeds about, they would just so elegantly and beautifully showcase what the truth was, what the reality was on from a higher perspective. And in particular, toward the end of the conversation, Wayne was getting very kind of animated and upset about some issues on the planet, specifically around food and seeds and Monsanto. And he was kind of getting all worked up. And he was talking about how he was going to go to PBS, and they're going to do this big show on how wrong this is and how things are, you know, going crazy with the modification of our food. And it was so interesting how Abraham said, well, let let us tell you how we think that you should handle this. Because, yeah, you can go to the drama, you can spend all the time in the problem, you can get really detailed and get people very informed about the problem, but that you're not doing what you're here to do, which is to lead the solution. And I think he got it, you know, because, again, you know, they said, good, spend a little bit of time clarifying what the situation is, but then spend the majority of your resources in what's possible, not what is, what could be, what not what can be. You know what I mean? It's like this this real conscious effort. And I think on these are big issues in our lives, but on even the smallest issue, we all could follow that same rule. Right. Yeah. And even the majority, I mean, 80-20 is great. If you're not there yet, 5149 is fine. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then move up from there. You know, I feel like it's always a process. 
So if we're thinking we're 80% in the problem and 20% in the solution, to have to, to flip it might be a, a long way to go right now. Good point. So just do the best you can from wherever you are. And if you can get to 51, to me, 51, 49 is so great because if you're 51 in the problem now and you want to get to 51 in the solution, you only have to make a two, two degree shift or 2% shift. That feels, I think, for a lot of us, um, a bit more doable because mm-hmm. it, it just means letting go of some of the stories that we're telling the mantras, the, you know, a lot of it is watching our emotions even more carefully and realizing in the early subtle stages when we're getting into contrast emotions. So contrast emotions are those that are on the lower end of the emotional guidance system, anger, Mm -hmm. frustration, worry, fear, fears way down there, doubt, um, when shame, 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 guilt, all those kind of slugging it out, you know, Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, yeah, way, way down there. Way down at the bottom. Um, but but above anger, or no, anger is above uh, the, the feeling of powerlessness, mm-hmm. which is depression. So what's interesting, I think, is we know that emotion is the first responder on the, metaf- on the, on the physical realm. They are the first responder. So emotion is going to show up first as a part of what's happening on the manifestation side. So if you're angry, emotions, if something's going on and anger is coming up in you, you are thinking and feeling something that is not in alignment with what source knows about you, your true self, your high self, your complete self, your God self. So we know that when you say, oh, wow, I'm really angry you can start to become this metaphysical detective where you say, well, I must be thinking something that is not in alignment with what is the big T truth. Mm-hmm. And so you begin to soften that. You begin to find ways to let that go. You you know, sometimes have to walk your dog, pet your cat, but you can start to step back and get more generalized and start to feel better in other ways. Um, what what is for you kind of a, a process before we go to the break, Heather? What do you do when like the emotion of uh, you know a lower ebbing emotion shows up on the scene? What's your kind of do you have? Do you have, are you conscious of what your process is, or is it different every time? Um, I have a series of processes. I probably have three I gravitate towards. And that's what I love about the toolbox is eventually you find one or two that you really like and just keep using them. Um, I noticed that for me, it's different now than it used to be. And actually, I saw myself move through a progression. <laughs> now it's fast and easy for me, but it used to not be. <laughs> so um, I, in the moment, I look at it and I say, isn't that interesting? And um And then I choose, do I want to stay here or do I want to move? If I want to stay, then I don't do any process. You're allowing yourself to just feel it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, that's cool. I get that I'm feeling sad right now. And sometimes I even notice that the sadness I'm feeling isn't even mine. Like I can feel that it's sad from someone else or somewhere else. That's important. Um, That's important. So I kind of look at that. Like, is it mine or is it someone else's? Um, And then I choose. So if I choose to do a process, and again, a lot of the work I do is preventative or prior to experiencing a low frequency. So at this point, I don't have the the contrast as often. My my contrast is far and few 
between. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't push myself to do a lot in the moment because kind of like Abraham says, um, once you fall the airplane, just wait until you land. <laughs> um, right, right. So one of my favorite ones is just deep breathing, taking a nap, or um, just even the 17 second. One. Rule, trying to move to a place of feeling better for just 17 seconds. 17 seconds, and I set my timer um, yeah, that's on a good that. Um, if I'm driving or something, I'll just look at something and and bring my attention onto that. Like, oh, look at how pretty the sky is, or look at how pretty... Go general. Uh, I love yeah, that go one. General. That's that's That, to me, is like a real ticket out of, of sufferdom. Um, and it's not like you're neglecting the issue, but you're kind of giving yourself a little reprieve. The sun came up you know, all's well, you know, the planet is still spinning perfectly in its orbit, etc. Yeah, to kind of move back around, we got to take a break. I love the nitty gritty of this conversation, because really, everyday attraction is about taking this, these beautiful, elegant philosophies and really moving them into the nitty gritty of your day. So let's come back after the break and talk some more about the beauty and the nature, and really the importance of the contrast that you're going through today. We'll be right back. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. It's time to feel good and allow all that has already been given. 
Welcome back from the break. You're listening to your feel-good sisters here on Unity Online Radio and our Everyday Attraction show where we talk about leading-edge teachers, more specifically the Abraham work, and you can find out more about them at abraham-hicks.com. And, of course, we always encourage you to go over there and buy everything they've ever done and go to the cruises and go on the workshops because we adore them. And we are so grateful for the work of Esther Hicks. Um, just just heart blooming, bursting open for all the work that um, she has done and and the willingness for her to share this gorgeous process that she does. Uh, I also, before we jump back into our topic, want to thank our sponsor for today's show, doTERRA which is pure organic essential oils for your health, your wealth and well-being. Right now, I am diffusing uh, a couple of of different blends, Balance and Sandalwood. I'll tell you more about that. But there's a lot of scientific research coming out that's finding there's a powerful effect of aroma on the brain, especially with your emotional centers. And you know, that's what we're all about. So by breathing in these powerful vibrational allies, we can shift into a feel-good flow with more ease, and more speed, which is what we love. Uh, again, you can find out more about these wonderful essential oils by going to our information site, which is align.eoinfo.com, align.eo, essential oil, info.com. And we thank you, doTERRA, which actually means gift of the earth, 100% therapeutic grade essential oils. Also, don't forget to check out our website, <clears throat> excuse me, everydayattraction.com. You can also see our blog where we talk more about the show in written form. And you'll also see at the top of that site, book a session on the site with Heather, our alignment coach and channel. Uh, she is offering a 50% off summer session special for anyone who would like to focus on letting source lead, lead your business, your vision, your enterprise. Uh, don't go it alone. Book a session. You're, we're here to support you and we love to do it. And again, that's everydayattraction.com. So we're talking about the nature of contrast and how important it is that we embrace it, that we relax around it. Things are always going to go wrong on planet Earth. (laughs) And yet we can also, with the understanding of these principles, manage contrast, manage contrast. And don't you feel, Heather, you're getting better and better and better at managing your contrast? Oh, my gosh, I am personally. And one of the things when you said things go wrong, what is wrong? What is wrong? It's all right. It's all right. Right? I mean, in the sense that that knowing what we want is only really helpful when we know what we don't want. So that's just as right. (laughs) Right. Well, the, the idea is the goal here is clarity. Right, because there's nothing, and, and Esther has been talking a lot about how much she loves the feeling of clarity, and I think we can all concur that it's just quite extraordinary to be walking on this planet and being clear about who you are and what you're here to do, um, to be clear about the love that is here, um, to be cl- the clarity is really an interesting and wonderful thing, and to get to clarity though we have to kind of go through the fog a little. We have to know what we don't want in order to get clarity on what we do, and sometimes the more extreme the contrast, the more clear we're getting. Yeah. You know, when, when things go terribly, terribly, I'm going to give quotes wrong, because you're right, it is a total perception. There's probably some big chunks of clarity on the other side of that. The key is not to miss that, to not um, kind of lean into the story that's happening so that you get the morsels, you get the wisdom, because clarity is not random. Law of attraction is, I'm sorry, contrast is not random. And I think they talk about that a lot, that 
you know, there's really some information in this particular situation that you have conjured up, brilliant genius you, (laughs) that's here to serve you. And oftentimes when we run from it too much or we kind of try to avoid it or we try to put a happy face sticker on it, we miss the sort of, I want to say, often poetic metaphors that are in a diagnosis, that are in a relationship breakup, that are in a job loss, etc. You know? One of the things that I'm listening, as I listen to you talk, I'm remembering um, the feeling, the difference of the feeling between when something goes, you know, I'm going to use air quotes, wrong. Um, I used to go into it, go into what happened, you know, and kind of like, it's, a, it's almost as if you're walking down a street and you fall into a hole. You're like in it. And it's just, you know, it's, it's overtaking your body. You know, you're feeling it in your gut and you're probably having some health concerns. You know, maybe people are getting a rash or the shingles or something's happening where you're just like itching with this issue. Um, now, when I have something happen, I go, huh, look at that. Am I? And then now I'm choosing, do I want to go in it or do I want to stay out here and manage it from afar, and now, you know, look at what I don't want, and and what I do want, um, and thank it for coming, because I'm always actually appreciative of contrast now, even though sometimes it comes in things that people would consider horrendous, right? Um, oftentimes, but it's part, partly like, how deep do you want to go into it, and that kind of determines how long you stay, like, if you go deep into it, it kind of takes a while to get out <laughs> of it. Um, I don't know. That's something I noticed. I, I like that, you. though. I like what you're telling me is I'm, again, we're talking about managing the contrast. So you're saying you're kind of standing on the edge going, hmm, is it going to be worth it for me to dive into this story and get more details and kind of swim in it a little bit? Or can I manage it from the pool side? You know, yeah. can I manage it from my lounge chair? <laughs> right. <laughs> can I, can I just kind of figure out what's going on, get the message, get the pony? Um, and, and then find some healing within myself, find some, I want to also say, I just want to go and correct the error of the thinking, which is oftentimes what happens. And, and all of this is, and I know I want to, you know, kind of do a, a metaphysical eye roll on this, but it is serving you. And I think part of really managing the contrast and understanding it is that little bit of excitement, I almost almost say excitement, that there's something in here that's going to really help you. That's really, it's what you're asking for. And, but we also want to understand the nature of momentum too, because sometimes contrast that happens has some momentum that we weren't even aware of. Sometimes when people go, oh, it came out of the blue, right? What I love about that is that when something comes out of the blue, it means there was a momentum that you had normalized. There was something kind of outside of the truth of yourself. You were thinking a thought and and kind of telling a story and living in a belief that's not serving you, but you had normalized that belief to the point where you didn't even recognize that it was there. And so when big contrast happens, and what Abraham says all the time is, well, don't worry, it's going to get bigger, and eventually it's going to pop out on the physical. That's the nature of it, right? It's going to somehow come into the feeling touching and, you know, don't panic. That's just how it works. Um, But I think oftentimes that that's part of the process, too, is just understanding that momentum, you can normalize a negative momentum and not realize it. 
And suddenly you go, well, I wasn't thinking about that. That just came out of the blue. Well, in a way, celebrate that because it means that you can sort of recognize that you're not being sensitive enough because you got used to that pain. You got used to that negative emotion. You got used to feeling about the way you feel about that person. You got used to it. You got used to feeling like, you know, poverty is, is, is just your fate. You got used to not having enough money to go around. You got used to X, Y, Z, all those things that really the true full-blown self that is, is coming wants you to have what you want. You know, so I think understanding that momentum can kind of hide in some corners. And I don't know if you if you have this anymore at, at this point of your dexterity on this, Heather, but this idea of something coming out of the blue, you know, it never does, but it is coming out of the oblivious, which is a good thing. And again, that key is not to not to beat up on ourselves, you know, when that happens. Never beat up on yourself. If there's one lesson I could teach would be never, just don't ever, um, what did you, Abraham says something, you can't punish somebody into the vortex. Yeah. You start punishing yourself, you're never going to get into that feel good place. So if the goal is to feel good, and and one of the things that I love that um, Abraham says a lot is our, our intention here is to experience joy. So they say a lot of times people think they're here to learn and grow, which is me. That's one of the things I think I'm here to do is learn and grow. But really, the real reason you're here is to experience joy. So if we're going to beat up on ourselves, one, we're not experiencing joy, we're not going to um, get into the the majority, the 80-20 of the feel good. Um, so what's the point? You know, I think beating up on ourselves is something that wherever we learned it from, because I think we all have it. I don't know. And I don't think I was the only one that had that, like, how could I be so stupid? And how could I, you know, that inner dialogue. Um, it's one of the most important, important things to overcome here in this time-space reality. It's so true. It's so true. And I think also looking at contrast, I mean, you have the contrast that shows up in your life, sort of the micro contrast of things going on. And then you sort of have the macro contrast of what's happening in the world. And I think it's really, really key that we're not that we don't get into the blame game, that we don't get into, well, they created that, that they you know they're having that experience because they did something. And I mean, in that same way that we judge the, the planet and what's happening on a global sense, we can then start to judge ourselves. Let's face it, guys, we often don't know why we're going through something. We don't know why the planet necessarily is going through something. We do know that it's created by disconnection from source, by disconnection from the broader knowing that a lot more is going on here than we're thinking. And that when you hang out on the low flying disc, and I mean, this is kind of some stuff bringing back from some older Abraham work where they were talking about high flying disc, low flying disc. There's a whole reality going on on a low flying disc. And there's all kinds of crazy contrasts that are happening on a low flying disc when you're constantly focused on what's wrong. You're constantly in fear mode. You're, you know, this is really the science of this that when you hang out on a low flying disc, you're going to get some big ass contrast. Now, and when we look at a glow, we look at globally, let's face it, a lot of people hanging out on low flying discs in fear 
in, you know, scarcity, um, running around telling stories on and on and on and on. And, and no one kind of taking a breath and connecting with their broader self, because we're all connected. We're all connected to the broader knowing to the infinite intelligence. There isn't anyone walking on the planet that isn't, but you can cut yourself off from it. So also kind of getting a perspective of seeing what's going on on the macro side and going, dang, that's a low flying disc, but something is coming from that too. There's something coming from that because there's, there's, there's step one, which is asking. And a lot of times people spend their whole life, just relax. Sometimes some people spell their whole life just asking and they never get to that solution. That's okay because they're also part of this co-creative. We're all in this together. And then there's folks who are kind of attracted to this work because if you're listening to this show, somehow you found that you want to be in the step three, which is let's receive the solution. Thank you, step oneers. Thank you for being in the contrast. Thank you for being on the front lines on a, a kind of a macro perspective. But now I want to be the solution. I want to be part of the aha moment. I want to be part of the, the thinking and the thought that we can, that there are more solutions to this than there are uh, problems. And that source is infinitely available to us all the time, all the time, all the time. Um, I want to, uh, we're going to take a quick break in a couple of minutes. I want to play a little bit of this track from a recent Abraham Hicks workshop. Again, we give you a little morsel, a little something to sink our teeth into. We encourage you to go to their website, abraham-hicks.com and purchase their recordings, go to their workshops, hopefully get on a cruise uh, cause they're so, it's so scrumptious. And this particular track was coming from a recent cruise. So let's talk, let's uh, listen to a little bit. And then after the break, we'll come back and we'll, we'll go a little deeper. Here we go. Thank you. Yeah. So much. Yeah. So I got a serious question. Nothing serious going on here. Anywhere here. Dear friend, I want to ask you your help for clarity around the nature of contrast. Contrast good. The nature of contrast. Yes, because um, I understand that we uh, we're going to get contrast regardless of said a different way. Contrast abounds and yes. it is good. Contrast clarifies. Contrast helps me in my choices. Now, you may be wanting help with more discipline in your focus, but contrast is a wonderful thing. Yes. And the more I understand, the more I love it, the more I understand the reason for it. But who decides what contrast am I going to get? You do, by the vibration that you are offering all the time. Because no contrast can come to you that is not equivalent in your vibrational patterning. Oh. <laughs> contrast isn't being asserted. There is no assertion. Contrast is being attracted. So the contrast, the variety that surrounds you, is the variety that is present in your vibration enough of the time that there is enough momentum to bring what you are calling, and we know, you're wanting to call contrast the manifestation, the good and the not good that you see and hear and smell and taste and touch. We want to say, and feel. And so the key to 
managing the way contrast reaches you is by managing it earlier in the more subtle emotional stages because all manifestation is moving from a vibration to a realization. And that vibration can be of something wanted or unwanted. So as there is a vibration of something unwanted in your experience and you begin to translate it or receive it or manifest it through the thoughts that come and the emotion that comes right on the heels of the thought that has come. If you feel that emotion early on and you recognize, whoa, and then you do something about averting your eyes, distracting yourself, taking hold of who you are, focusing somewhere else, doing something about it, then momentum doesn't continue to be practiced. Now... Okay, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. When we come back, we'll talk more about what we just heard and the nature of contrast. Stay tuned. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Rev. Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let it... You've been listening to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. To learn more about Ray and Heather, check out their website at everydayattraction.com or email us at everydayattraction at unityonlineradio.org. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed.
Welcome back to the show. You're listening to your Feel Good Sisters. This is Ray. And this is Heather. Oh, that was good. I knew you were doing it this time. <laughs> See, you're so intuitive. Now you can feel it. <laughs> so what we are, what we're just listening to is a recent workshop, um, a cruise workshop that is so good. But they were talking about the nature of contrast. And we might listen to a little bit more because we sort of ran out of time at that last bit before the break. But just in the information that you heard right there, it was so clear to them, I mean, so clear in their messaging about managing at the early stages, managing contrast at the early subtle stages. And I think that and they, and you heard in that last part of it, here's what you do, avert your eyes, refocus, step back. You know what I mean? It was you, you could almost hear the kind of tools that we were just talking about before the break on how to manage contrast in those early subtle stages. Um, and, and I think that, that that sort of new information, I mean, it's always been there, but I being, being clear on the fact that you're managing your contrast by managing your emotions in those early subtle stages is pretty powerful because there is this trajectory that things in vibration are on their way to realization. It's just a matter of whether or not we want to move them toward wanted or unwanted. It's simple. Yeah, right. There's there's kind of a crazy elegance to this. That that things are moving in one direction. Um and and I think one of the more more powerful things that you can ask yourself when something happens, when contrast happens, is what is it that I do want? Don't you find that that's a powerful question just to ask yourself like, okay, this thing happened, you got the email, you got the call, you got the situation, you had the whatever. And then you say to yourself, what is it that I do want? Mm -hmm. That's a powerful pivot. And you know, when I ask clients that question, a lot of times it's like, well, I don't want this and I don't want this. And I go, okay, what do you want? And they're like, well, I don't want this and I don't want this. (laughs) So sometimes you have to get through the what I don't want to get to the what I do want. And that's actually powerful. So you might have to ask yourself the question a couple times. And one of the questions I ask myself is, do I want to repeat, state, think over and over and over again what's not working? Because, you know, I used to tell, I used to call people and tell them, oh, my gosh, this thing happened that's not working. Oh, my gosh, this thing happened. And I would tell the world, you know, so I'd repeat the same story five times. Then I'm like, wait a second. Is that what I want to (laughs) do? Do I want to go into it that much? It's so true. It really is. You kind of catch yourself a little bit more in understanding that. And there is, um, and I I love this word discipline. I used to not like this word, but I know it's the root word of it. The root understanding of discipline is, is really a discipleship. Like what, what are you knowing is true? If you know that, that the planet is reflecting back what you're broadcasting vibrationally, then all of this makes sense. Like if you if you really understand that, you're going to be more disciplined in the stories you tell and the things that you're doing because you know it's not personal. It's just the nature of the universe is to reflect back that which you're projecting. But don't you find it fascinating how often when we're asked what we do want, we're no we have no clue? Like we're so schooled and Uh we're so good at saying what we don't want that we even start to think that saying what we don't want is asking about what we do want, but it's not. Uh 
It's amazing to me. It's like, no, you're still talking about what you don't want. You're still talking about what you don't want. I think part of managing the contrast is waking up to the realization that you're probably still focused on what you don't want, even though you think you're talking about what you do want. Oh, you know, I never really thought about that. I didn't realize people didn't know. <laughs> they didn't realize they were th- talking about what they don't want. I just thought they had to get it out first. Well, no, you're right. They just to kind of and and I think there almost needs to be like a, you know some some confetti and, and bursting of fireworks when some, when you finally hear someone talk about what they do want. You're like, yeah, that's it. That's a do want statement. Because I mean, especially when uh, let's talk let's talk relationships, for instance. You know. People can go on and on about why they want what they want. See, when you're talking about why you want what you want, you're still in the don't want camp. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're justifying and you're saying, you know, he has to have, well, he has to have money. Well, you're saying that because the guy, last guy didn't and, and you got what you didn't want. So now you've got to move to the point of, I want to feel prosperity. It's very subtle, but really profound that you have actually shifted to the want camp. And it is a discipline and a practice. And you'll feel it in your body. Because when you focus on a want, your whole body relaxes. When you get out of the don't want camp, and you find yourself in the get clear, that's that clarity. That's that sort of gift of clarity. You know, it's like, oh, that's what I'm wanting. Oh, it makes perfect sense that that little rascal is acting the way that they do because I want freedom. And I've been beating the drum of bondage. And now I'm getting clear. But now how do I move to just feeling freedom? How do I move to and I like what you said, being appreciative of the little rascals or the things that happen that get us to that point of appreciation and gratitude. Uh, I think part of it too, on the broader scale is, is like Esther Abraham had said in the beginning of that track, you know, kind of relax a little bit. You're an eternal being probably here for many, 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 many lifetimes. There's something kind of nice about stepping back and getting some perspective on the overall you, the Uber you. Yeah. (laughs) So that you take this stuff a little less seriously. Oh, for sure. I think being for me, a pivotal time was learning that I am an eternal being. And, um, you know, even the shift, I noticed the shift from when they used to say, you'll never get it wrong. You'll never you can't get it wrong. You'll never get it done. And I'd be like, wow, that's disappointing. You'll never get it done. You know, there's that some level of like, oh, what's the point then if I'll never get it done? <laughs> I, was, I was irritated and frustrated with that statement. And now I'm like, oh, I'll never get it done. It's great. You know, I mean, but I was able to shift. Do you know what I mean? When sometimes you hear something and you, it feels really yucky and somebody else hears the exact same thing and it feels really good. It's just the way we, the perspective. Yeah, it's perspective. But I think if you, you know, if you were in that situation where you were waiting for the gold star in order to feel good about yourself, which I, I think a lot of us grew up that way. It's like, here, check all these boxes and you'll get a gold star. Like everyone will approve of you. So when you hear you'll never get it done, 
but you'll also never get it wrong because you'll never get it done. You almost be like, well, screw that. Why am I working so hard then? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that's exactly perfect. Why are you working so hard? Why are because you we're not so supposed to be working hard. We're supposed to be having fun. <laughs> supposed to be having fun. We're supposed to be getting aha moments and pivoting and, and having all, all kinds of wonderful action points that are in alignment with our broader self so that we're really being carried on the wings of angels, if you will. Um, we're supposed to be having wonderful, creative, exciting experiences um, and and that's the way that you line up with them I think that's such a, a nice aha moment one thing that was also revealed in this track a little later on is that Abraham revealed the contrast is on every level of physical and non-physical and I think for a lot of people it's very surprising to find out that even in the realm of Abraham pure positive energy there's still contrast mm-hmm. there's still con now they often say we wouldn't discern it because of where we're at. But there is even contrast in heaven, as you say, that there isn't this perfect pinnacle, the sort of complete God head, there isn't something completely done. And I think that's really radical in this philosophy. These teachers are bringing us this understanding that everything has contrast because everything is evolving. Like there isn't some, you know, I think a lot of times many of us in our early spiritual work saw, okay, here's this God self up on a pedestal, complete, perfect, and and I'm going to try to achieve that. You know, I'm going to try to achieve that enlightenment. And really, I think it's much more messy. You know, well, there's... messy's more human, right? I right. mean, we're in body, so messy's what's fun. <laughs> It's fun. It's kid, I like I like making fun of myself today. I remember when my kids um, used to go to school when they would do like experiential art or they'd be touching things and putting their hands in things. And I'd be like thinking, you know, they're going to put their hands in that and feel all that and everything. Like, ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the, but, uh, the planet. Yeah. Welcome to the experience of, you know, the visceral. We're translating vibration. So we're translating vibration through our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth, our hands, our everything. And so really, if we're here for the joy of it, like dig into to the mess, right? Dig into the mess and feel it, taste it, touch it. Like, what do we like? What do we don't like? You know, it's just, it's fun. Not to not be afraid of it. Yes, to not be afraid of it. And I don't know, it just brought me, it brought me some comfort to know that even Abraham has contrast. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Because if, 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 if pure uh, positive energy is still having its own level of contrast, then I really get the nature of the fact that this is about expansion. Mm-hmm. This is about expansion. And and the gift of contrast, the really the everyday takeaway is that it allows you to focus. It allows you to focus and get sort of a conscious understanding of what you're doing in this vibrational space. Focus, hocus pocus, focus, baby. When you focus, magic happens. And with contrast, if you can get what you do want, guess what? Focus is such a gift. Because now you're cooking with gas. Now you're really understanding how this vibrational soup works. And and I think that um, the gift of contrast is focus, is, is understanding where our focus has been, and then being able to shift our focus. I mean, just doesn't get any better than that, right? If I just know, I just, that this experience is going to help me focus on being a more powerful realizer. I'm not saying creator anymore, because 
as we talked about in a couple shows ago, it's more about realizing what's already been given than it is about creating something, right? Right. So if contrast is delivering focus, which is going to help me realize what I've already asked for, what's wrong with the snark? There's nothing out of order. <laughs> you know, I can, I can truly, truly relax in the idea that this is the nature of, of life and that there's great wisdom in the contrast. It's not punishment. It's not. And I, I think I always kind of go back to that bigger picture of what is contrast. And um, contrast is a barometer for us to know what something feels like. You can only know darkness if you know light. You can only know light if you know darkness. I love that um, the most beautiful times of the day, a lot of people consider sunset and sunrise. And it's the transition from the light to the dark and the dark to the light is the beauty of the sun sunrise or the sunset. It's the most beautiful as if, if we can understand that perspective. And, and that's really kind of where I want to leave the show today is this understanding of really taking yourself off the hook of being gentle with yourself of really understanding that the contrast that is showing up that you've attracted is perfect for you. And that there is such beauty and wisdom and you know what to do. Whether you listen to this show, whether you talk to Abraham or not, you know what to do. Your inner being is alive and well and communicating and giving you signals and lighting your path every second of every day. You are in wonderful hands. And so there is this part of just taking that deep breath and sort of falling back and allowing that infinite intelligence, that true you, that high you to just guide you show you. You are so loved. And even in the contrast, the love is coming through. And so just relax. Oh. Chill, baby. Chill. Because this too, this too is passing. And you don't want to miss the morsels of, um, of awakening and, and remembering who you are. You know, how important you are how perfect you are in this <laughs> mess <laughs> and that everything, everything is serving you. And there is just this kind of deep relaxing and moving more easily into that joyful part. Um, that's the power of this work to be able to really, as you said, Heather earlier, to get to the joy nugget. You know, <laughs> If you know the roller coaster is safe, you can really enjoy the ride. Yeah. You can enjoy the And there's ride. nothing else, you know, there's really nothing else. If you don't enjoy the ride, what else is there, right? Yeah. It's just a whole lot of suffering for not much. Um, and, and just sort of understanding that broader perspective. So thank you, Heather, for knowing this. It's so, it's just one of my greatest joys to be able to have a friend like you and a partner like you who understands and has done the work. You've really done the work. And I just appreciate this dialogue so much. And mm -hmm. of course, we appreciate all our listeners too. We're in this together as we really want to embrace um, the beauty of this extraordinary life that we're living right here and right now. So we send our love to you all as we wrap up today's show. And uh, we look forward to coming together next time. Lots of love. Feel good, sister. Feel good, sister. Don't 
Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters, Ray and Heather. Join them every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com attraction. Bring more appreciation into the world. Send a card of appreciation and gratitude today. Sendoutcards.com slash attraction. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear It hinders your forward movement When you keep bringing up the rear Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, only on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. As we examine what it means to be sacred activists in service of compassion and justice, we may find ourselves asking, how do we become a sacred activist? Institute for Sacred Activism founder Andrew Harvey says, follow your heartbreak. His advice echoes Gandhi, who once said, whenever you are in doubt, apply the following test. Recall the face of the poorest and the weakest person whom you may have seen and ask yourself if the step you contemplate is going to be of any use to them. Will they gain anything by it? Will it restore them to a control over their own life and destiny? So whenever in doubt about the direction of your life, just ask yourself, what breaks my heart? 
whose suffering is simply too much to bear, and then commit your life to alleviate it. Don't turn your face away from the pain and injustice that is so prevalent in our world. Courageously bear witness to it, and in prayer, dedicate your life to healing it. Gain more spiritual insight. Listen to Radical Spirituality and Sacred Activism with Adam Bucko, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio.